Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 274, episode 2 of Dare Daily's I Geist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, February 7th, 2023. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. P-L-U-M-P-er man. P-L-U-M-P-er man. P-L-U-M-P-er man. Hey, you, look at my legs. You might like them because they're such big, strong legs. That is courtesy of Lex Lugie. Little timely M-E-T-H-O-D man reference there because that that was performed at the grammys uh, a couple nights ago of course modified to talk about my plump juicy legs uh the the thing that i must enjoy bragging about these days you got great legs thanks man that means a lot hey bro (laughs) those legs are those legs are sick wow the name plumpers can't was created by Blake Wexler. Oh, hell yeah. He's going to burn in hell for having created that name, that word. What a ledge. All right. Well, that that voice you're hearing, (laughs) a very special guest co-host, one of the EPs on this very network, the king of Sting, that bitch on Twitch, it's DJ Daniel Goodman! What is up, Zeit Gang? How is everybody feeling? It's your boy, DJ Daniel, a.k.a. Mr. Steal Your Aerial. We are back in the building. We're here to have some fun, do a little little podcasting. Mm -hmm. Jack, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm a little well, yeah. steal your aerial. It's a Rocket League thing. Sure. Sure. All is. the heads will know. Yes. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the heads will know. Uh-huh. That's what we're here for. Here for the heads. Well, Dana, we are thrilled <laughs> to be joined once again by one of the funniest writers and comedians out here doing it. You've seen her on TV stages across America. She's written for Netflix's History of Swear Words, a local periodical called The New Yorker. I believe. Have you heard of it? She's at the point in her life when she's deeply calmed by miniatures. Welcome back to the show, the hilarious, the talented Maggie May! Yay! I cheer for myself. As well <laughs> you should. Self- As you should, exactly. Self-esteem. That's right. <laughs> That's what I, instead of having self-esteem, I like to just say the word sometimes. <laughs> uh, say, self-esteem. Self-esteem! And figure some sometime it might catch on. But how are you doing, Maggie? You do have miniatures behind you. So does that mean you're yeah, calm? I'm pretty good. I'm doing all right. Yeah. This is a just like the best place in the house to record. So it's nice to be <laughs> able to see the reflection of mm-hmm. my mini house behind me. Yeah. It's a great mini house. Thank you. Any any new developments in the world of the miniatures that are happening in your in your household? Um Let's see. This house is pretty much done, so I'm starting up a cafe. My oh, yeah, my dolls are gonna have a cafe pretty soon. Amazing, nice. And uh, I'm thinking about. There's like a lot of not custom, but like newer. Yeah, I guess custom kind of dolls coming out, like the inspiring women and stuff. And I'm kind of thinking of getting them and unboxing them and putting them into the new things I'm 
which is not what you're supposed to be doing. Those are like stuff that you put in a, a little case. In a vault. You, yeah, just in case, you know, something goes mm-hmm. awry and you need to sell it. But Right, right yeah. next to your Beanie Babies. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm just going to take them out and, you know, yeah. spread yeah. them loose with all, the, the core <laughs> with all my loose dolls. Yeah. yeah, I love it. There you go. And is, is all the miniature stuff handcrafted or how, how much of that is made versus acquired? So... See, the dolls and the stuff that comes with them is all mm-hmm. made. And I also got, like, super into these mini brands that are the, you know, tiny little brand name things. That's but so cool. But there's a lot of stuff that I make on my own. Like, I don't know if you can see uh, the bathroom down here. That is so cool. The, t- yes. the toilet back there is a Glade plug-in that I repurposed. What? Amazing. That is really cool. So, I love that. So it looks like a fancy toilet. Ooh. Also, a Glade plug-in toilet would yeah. <laughs> probably be a successful product. Yeah, that sounds huge. Yeah, it smells tight. Might electrocute a, f- a couple people, but otherwise, I feel like that would work really well. Yeah, like, don't you want a toilet that smells like Mountain Breeze or whatever? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. All right, Maggie, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about. We're going to talk about police incompetence and true crime. We're going to talk about the Supreme Court incompetence and being just too old for very basic security precautions they're like we don't know what the heck happened with with all these document leaks we just leave (laughs) our sensitive documents in a bag in the hallway (laughs) (laughs) for real that's like it's called a burn bag and like some of them actually do the thing and like shred the stuff in the burn bag and some of them just leave it in the hallway because they're old old people who just not they're not built for it that's we are going to talk about we might we might talk about hogwarts legacy or you might have heard us talk about that yesterday on the trending episode oh did you already oh dang no man you would oh on daniel oh god cut that we time travel (laughs) sir we time travel on this show we record the trending after the thing justin please cut that's embarrassing miss by me The EP to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> so foolish. It stays. Super producer Justin it has uh, darn it decreed that it stays, and I, I'm going to second that. Please tweet at me. I'm embarrassed. All right. AMC is changing their policy to charge more for seats that aren't shitty, which is cool of them. Miserable. Yeah. Awesome. We'll we'll talk about that plenty more. But first, Maggie, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Other than the uh, inspiring women dolls, which I feel like I already talked about, I was searching for work from home gigs. I'm looking mm-hmm. for another Ooh. side gig, and I would like to do that from home. There you go. I don't want to be yeah. leaving my house, putting on pants, you know, nothing. I just want to be home. I'll take care of whatever data entry or whatnot y'all need mm-hmm. to do and close my laptop and be done with it at the end of the day. There you go. Love that. Love that. I feel like love my life could use you. that kind of structure, you know? I love that for you, <laughs> and I love that for the inspiring women dolls as well. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to take them out of their boxes just to be working. Like, yeah. <laughs> data entry jobs. <laughs> That's right. What Are inspiring women dolls like part of a brand? Like, is it... Barbie? Is it an American yeah. girl doll? Oh, it's, okay. a, it's Mattel, and so they have like uh, Bessie Coleman, who's oh, okay. uh, the first black woman to have a pilot license to fly a plane. Then uh, Madam C.J. Walker, who was the first black woman millionaire, nice ruining nice, all of our nice. edges. But she she got that money, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mad at her. <laughs> My edges will never be the same, but I'm not mad at her for it. What is something you think is overrated? Uh. Honestly, restaurants. Mm. Oh, okay. I never I'm went here for this. I never went back after the pandemic because I'm naturally mm. a germ phobe and I never felt really comfortable about, you know, people just handling my food. I've worked in restaurants, I've seen I didn't see some shit, right? Mm. And uh, I worked at a restaurant recently and just stuff that I wash when I cook, they weren't <laughs> washing when they cook. So I was just yeah. like, I don't understand why. And I, I mean, I'm a good cook. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, lie to y'all, say that I'm not. I'm a good cook. So yeah. I just Respect. don't like to, I, I just don't want to be out there 
subjecting myself to, you know, who knows what y'all have on here that you didn't wash off and that you didn't clean and, you know, to have the meal not be as good as I know I could probably do at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not yeah. everyone. Wolfgang Puck probably rock my shit, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the rest of y'all, TGI Friday, don't try it with me. Yeah. Yeah. I will say I went to a, uh, a I will not name this place. So I'm not trying to drag them, but I went and got K barbecue at a point that felt safe during the pandemic. And I just got a glimpse into the kitchen where I was like, that doesn't look right. Mm. I'm not okay with this. Yeah. And uh, me thinks that it had something to do with a little pando slide, if you will. Yeah. Just being understaffed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just people trying to like make do with way less or trying to undersell or 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 rather like underpay their their overworked staff is just like this is too much. I don't yeah. I don't vibe with this at all. When yeah. it gets to that point when it's like, oh well it's good enough, that's that's when I'm out. Cause that's like a bad sign. Yeah. good bad enough sign. Yeah. is not, you know, good. No. no. <laughs> I feel nope, like I'm the nope, only nope. person I've talked to who like worked at a restaurant and just got a whole new appreciation for how good restaurant food is like i i loved the restaurants i ate at i was like <laughs> yo give me more of these fries they are so good <laughs> i think it was also i like worked at a time when i was like young and very hungry all the time and so mm. i was just like working around this food that looked delicious and just like wanting to eat it off of the customer's plates the entire time <laughs> that I was around it. I was just so, I just came away. I worked at a, an Italian restaurant in Kentucky. So like, this is not going to be Lexington, Kentucky. This is not going to be your finest dining establishment. I came away from that shit. Like I started as a dishwasher. I was a bus boy. I came away from that just being like, Man, Italian food is so fucking good. Like that was my that was my takeaway. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention or just don't have a proper appreciation for how hard germs are going to kill me one day. But yeah. <laughs> around here like, oh man, can I have a bite of that lasagna rito? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that looks good. Wrapped. I didn't know we I didn't know Italians were wrapping it now. <laughs> Kentucky oh has God. an interesting relationship to Italian food because they also have like the only fast food Italian restaurant that I'm aware of. Like drive through Italian restaurants called Frizzoli's. It's Yeah. Yeah. They have like baked ziti. Like the the pasta is always drive through? Yeah, drive through baked ziti, drive through pizza. Like it's just treated Whoa. as yet another fast food establishment down there. <laughs> it's just another thing they can do. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's sitting in the rack for like thirteen hours all day, just sitting under a heat lamp. Like, yeah, you want the baked ziti? It's actually good. I mean, it's not it's not good, but it's better than you would expect. Uh, I, I think I, I what we're learning that. is I have wildly low expectations for my food. <laughs> but, you know, I like I like to say you have a wide palate. How about that? You have a wide palate. A wide palate that goes up and down the ladder of quality. Yeah. I think that's a good way to be. I support that. As a matter of fact, Jack, I'm turning the story around. Good for you. Hey, I, don't knock Frizzoli's yeah. until you've yeah. tried it. There we go. I'm with that. I'm with that. And when I lived there in the 90s, there, w- there was like a competitor, a fast food Italian chain. So I assume uh-huh. this was like something that was happening nationwide. But everyone else is like, no, what, what the fuck are you talking about? No one's going to like eat pasta out of a drive through. That's so, so strange. Hey, hey, let they who has not eaten Taco Bell cast the first. Exactly. Stone, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's all that, none of it's convenient. Right? Come on. Come on. No, we've all been there. <laughs> lasagna rito is right that's really though. funny that I is mean, genius yeah. honestly i'm wow. worried that that instagram's gonna hear that and be like you know you know we need to we need to, here. we need to incept that into some italian restaurant's brain i've yeah. unleashed a beast <laughs> <laughs> some pizza yolo just woke up in a hot sweat did you guys fuck with stuffed mm. shells ever as a kid yeah the pasta shells sure yeah i made yeah. them i made you, them like a month ago Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. What was what, what were we stuffed with? What are we talking uh, here? Cheese blends with let's see, it was a seafood situation, so okay. I put uh, crab okay. and wow. shrimp. Beautiful. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Beautiful. Fazoli's wow. could never. No, Fazoli's could, could never. never. I think Fizzoli's I was caught dead. I was just having a sense of memory of having stuffed shells from Fazoli's and being like, mm. "This is not good." Like, <laughs> not the best. 
<laughs> I think they <laughs> I think they were wise enough to not add to not take the shell side of it to a seafood component of what is being stuffed in there. They were just like, yeah. nah, ricotta, friend. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna all say you will find in these shells. Ric- yeah, ricotta is my usual. No, they don't. You can't I'm, I'm, like I'm, do that the ahead, next day, you know? No, absolutely not. I've I've done uh, stuffed shells with with just like ricotta and parmesan sitting in a whole bed of tomato sauce. And mm. it's like, you eat them once and you're like, that was way too much cheese. And then they sit in the freezer for like a month and you're like, you know what? Yeah. I'm never going to eat these again. Okay. I think my issue is like too much sauce too. It just like, yeah, the way, the way I've seen them prepared, it's just in a vat of sauce that you, mm. you need some free breadsticks, which Frizzoli's will give you. So <laughs> hey, uh, yo. stop that shit up. So slop it just up. saying, Maggie, what is something you think is underrated? Uh, underrated, I think, is Venmoing your black friends and cohorts on black events and holidays and celebrations. Hell yeah. That there shit is go. lit and it's tight and it <laughs> never gets old. Never gets old. It always you pays. Know, getting a Venmo that's like, sorry for my ancestors. I never get tired of that. <laughs> Do you I get that a lot? Facts. Does that happen a lot? Not enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this is a call to action more than anything. It's always fun. It's always good. I remember once, uh, was it Black History Month or was it Juneteenth? It was something. And I like jokingly was like, I will absolve you from your white guilt for today. Right. And a bunch of people sent me Venmos. And I was just like, okay, my child, you're one of the good ones. And it was, <laughs> you know, I got some the next day too. And I wasn't like, this is over. I was like, no, this is tight. Like, yeah, this that's should right. happen, you know. Black History Month should be the time that you should be Venmoing your black friends out of nowhere. Because who doesn't like to get a Venmo out of nowhere? I will put you on a subscription service where you can Venmo me daily. (laughs) Yeah. Daily subscription. Follow your heart. I mean. Follow your heart. Get the Patreon going. (laughs) Support support should be constant. Let's be real. The white guilt Patreon. Let me get to once a month is not quite exactly the white guilt Patreon. (laughs) I know you felt absolved last month, but this month? <laughs> what have you done anti-racist you do this month? This Thank month? you. There Thank you. you. All right, Maggie Mays. Venmo will be in the footnotes. So, <laughs> Prominently saying. displayed. There you go. <laughs> Top footnote. Top footnote. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to talk about some news. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back. And so I had a connection. I was reading about police in Ohio shooting and killing a 28-year-old who was cleaning his dead grandmother's apartment out. And a neighbor like saw him and his parents in the grandma's apartment and called the cops, which don't do that. What, what do you think you're preventing? The police then claimed that this kid ran from them or this man ran from them, started using his minivan as a weapon. They released the body cam video on Friday because that's the day they drop incriminating video now, I guess. But now they're like saying we did nothing wrong. Like the video is like very shaky and dark and it's impossible to tell what's happening. But that's the only kind of video that gets released. It's like, well, we'll release the video. It's like you can't even see anything. So congrats on doing your job, I suppose. But police are like under a national spotlight and just can't stop shooting people to death for no good reason. And. I, I don't know if it's because the national spotlight is not critical enough or right. it felt like the national media coverage of Tyree Nichols was like, all right, well, they've been arrested, so we're good here. And not, you know, the criminal justice system is a fucking crime against humanity and needs to be dismantled immediately. But so in that, I, I heard an ad for a true crime podcast that, was just quote after quote of victim family members being like, they told us she'd be home and not to worry about it. The police completely dropped this lead. The police forgot to interrogate the most important witness. And it occurred to me like that is all that true crime really is. Like I've heard a lot of people speculate about why true crime is suddenly very popular. And I'd never really connected it to the rising awareness of just wide ranging police incompetence, just like deep and thorough and wide ranging police incompetence. Like serial is the story of the police completely fucking up that investigation up and banished was a massive hit true crime podcast. And it's the story of like the police fucking up that investigation to the degree that I suspected they were involved in the killing and covering something up like after the first season and then like because there was pressure put on them to solve the crime because they were kind of implicated they solved it and it was just like something unrelated but that's how incompetent they were is that they appeared to be like hiding something and i just i wonder if that is why true crime is seeing this massive surge in popularity at this time when we're also starting to get just more and more evidence that the police tend the police tend to fall between completely incompetent like we talked about last week how they solve two percent of violent crimes that fall to them and themselves racist and like violent predators and so like true crime just tells stories that are more accurate to lived experience which is that i don't know i think movies and tv shows really still have this idea of a safety net and that like you have to Mm -hmm outsmart the police like the standard is the police are going to like catch the criminal or investigate it and it's just not it's not the case and it doesn't like it probably resonates with people less and less as we get just more and more evidence Mm -hmm. well i feel like we live in a heavily diy culture right and Mm -hmm seeing that these crimes are not getting solved and then knowing that the people who we have tasked to solve these crimes are not doing it or that they're wholesale fucking up or whatnot, that leaves a whole new opportunity for people to go DIY their own crime. Right. Which is pretty much serial. Like, you put whatever crime you want on your Pinterest. Like, I solve this. Like, if the police can't do it and this person with a podcast can do it, what's to stop? you know, Amy and Miss Gogan from saying, well, I could do that too. I like, can do that. Anybody yeah. who watches like what's going on or watches what's unfolding, you know, our authorities are inept and, you know, I've got a, a microphone and internet connection. Like anyone feels like they can solve a crime. Right. Truly. And I think there's also like the belief that like, and anyone can be the victim of a crime 
because like i don't know crime and becoming a victim is just a reality and it like it's almost i feel I, when i listen to a true crime thing it's like more oh it, the world really is you versus the criminal because the police are not an effective like they're they're certainly a wild card that like, yeah. can be introduced but they're not actually doing an effective job of sol- solving the crime they're just mm-hmm. solving it if attention gets drawn to it that's a, that's a really frustrating part about the about the how much more technology and how much more money we put into policing and just like honestly like warfare and surveillance and all of that in general is that like I would not hope but would think that we'd be more on a minor minority report side of things at this point where like we're not predicting crimes but the fact that we need to so desperately chase people down and inflict violence on them when you can probably and again not really not really like an advertisement for police but the fact that you can probably find people after the fact and approach them in a more like safe and structured manner and like you know we are so surveilled that like why do we have to resort to the only the most violent ways to apprehend quote unquote criminals when what is happening could just be like looked at maybe t- 12 hours later and then figured out and been like oh maybe we didn't need to actually like chase this person down with a car and like cause a 10 car pile up because we were on like a police chase or something like that right. like it, it it is just so surprising that we have not thought to work smarter and simply are like shoot more people that's the that's the result of this yeah i don't know it's to mess i feel like I would not be surprised if there was some agreement between local news, police, and like advertisers that <laughs> like you have to get into one chase that like lasts two hours every every couple months in Los Angeles because that is like still a stop everything. Everybody turns on their yeah. TV mm-hmm. to watch totally. what's happening. I think that falls into the category of like would would be shocked but not surprised, right? Like the the fact that the fact that you see cops out there looking for speeding tickets starting on like the 20th of every month, like everything has a quota. There has to be X amount of thing. And it used to be because, you know, we need money for certain thing or it's still that. But it's just now it's like, well, that quota also applies to how much news coverage certain things get. And if we're not covering the police enough, then the public don't think blah, 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 blah. And it's like this is deeply sad and deeply disturbing, but not surprising. But it's also in those situations where, like, during the whole defund the police thing, we had so many different ideas of who could take their play. Like, Mm -hmm. don't call in mental health people, call in these people, call these people instead of the police. So those, like, high-speed chases and stuff, like, who are you going to call for that? Right, right. That's a good question. So that's the kind of thing that you have to show to show that the police are necessary, because who's going to, you're going to call a mental health professional in to start yelling stuff over a bullhorn it's not gonna work right. so there's a couple cities i believe dayton ohio uh, another place where i lived and uh milwaukee wisconsin have both experimented with just not chasing just not getting into police chases because wow. people kept getting hit by police cars and j- j- just like you said like yeah we're just trusting that they'll be able to track the person down later or that it's not worth it to because when you, when you engage in a police chase, like you're putting so many people's lives at risk. Like so much, so much so. Mm-hmm. All right. The Supreme Court, there's a, there's a mystery that is like, I don't know, an investigation that's happening into the leak of the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade overturning, which is like the one thing about that decision that no one gives a fuck about that I know that I can't imagine anyone giving a fuck about. But Supreme Court Marshall, uh, which is Supreme Court Marshall, is like a great NBA nickname somebody needs to come up with. But it's also an official name, uh, an official title that someone named Gail Curley has. And Supreme Court Marshall Gail Curley came up empty and couldn't figure out how the draft opinion leaked, which made people be like, Wait, wait, why? Why? How? How? How could you like these are super locked down documents? Like, how would you not know? Super locked down. How would you not know who leaked it? Like, how could you not chase it down? And I think part of me has the conspiracy theory that 
you know, it it was one of the conservative justices leaking it in order to, you know, rip the bandaid off and get people get give people an idea that it was coming, which I think it did end up rather than being like one giant day of like fury where everything was like culminating and it came out came as a surprise. There was this day where it was like this might probably definitely is going to happen but it was like deferred so i do think i don't know so one theory would be that they're just not doing a good job of chasing it down because the white conservative men and women who you know do that job get away with whatever the fuck they want to but they're also saying that the information like the the security around documents and just everything at the Supreme Court is about what you would expect it to be if you just took a selection of a bunch of other like 60 to 80 year olds and we're like, here, keep keep close lock on these. And like, you know, I, I guarantee at least one Supreme Court justice has all their passwords written on a little index card like <laughs> that's taped to the side of their desktop computer in their office, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But a number of Supreme Court justices just use personal email accounts for sensitive transmissions instead of secure servers because they're old as hell and slow. Like, the, it was literally described as slow to adopt new technology. I'll tell you that what tracks. happened. One of these Supreme Court justices called their grandkid or something because they got locked out of something. <laughs> <laughs> and they had all of that information up on their computer. And they were like, what? Roe versus Wade is going to what? Dear yeah. Reddit. Guess yeah, what yeah, my- exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is too. It I, was I, a I, dumb I, mistake on someone's part. And then someone saw it and someone was like, I'll, I'll leak this. I'll leak it good. Yeah, well, I'll leak it real good. I think <laughs> this is more and more a reason why there needs to be an age cap on all political jobs. Because if you don't know how to work technology at this point, you are not to be trusted with the nation's secrets or major important decisions or any of that shit. If you can't remember or no way to remember your email password, you got you got to go. That's mm-hmm. no good. That's no good anymore. We can't have that. Right. We simply cannot have that. Just putting just putting something in the trash folder on your laptop isn't exactly. going to cut it. Right. Grandpa, you have to empty recycle bin. Exactly. Right. How it's actually gone. Well, it's in there. No, no, it's not. You I don't believe in recycling. You need to take it out of your computer. Though. It doesn't matter. I've been looking for the trash bin. <laughs> so the justices use these things called burn bags, which contain sensitive documents that are supposed to be destroyed. But it, their use of that has no standard protocol. So some of them make sure that they're taken away to be shredded, while others just leave them lying open in a hallway for anyone to take. Nuts. Just a bag of sensitive documents that are like How is- labeled sensitive. Like you don't put them in the burn bag in case they're unless they're sensitive and they just put them in the hallway. <laughs> See, that's how every burn book got caught in junior high. Right. Someone didn't wait to hand it off to someone. They just put this little spiral notebook that said burn book right on the front. Right. And someone came along and just confiscated it. Did we not see Mean Girls? Exactly. Did we not see Mean Girls? Come on. Learn from our media, please. (laughs) They're too old to see it. (laughs) You're right. They're too old to see it. I don't know about the the Lindsay Lohan classic. Thank you. <laughs> They're like three generations too old to have seen it. You're right. You're right. They know nothing about Gretchen Wieners. Come on. They also like they have VPN access that allows them to print documents from any computer. And they don't know what that it is. Difficult to track copies. So like they, there's just no. It's not a question of like how did this one thing leak. It's like how is everything not leaking? Yeah. Is basically <laughs> what what this report revealed. It's it's shocking. Also, oh why gosh. why do they have sensitive? I think all their stuff needs to leak. Like the Supreme Court, like what exactly. do they need to keep secret? They, leak that's it a good all. Point. Yeah. I want to know that's what y'all are voting well. on. I want to yeah. know what y'all do it in the day to day because honestly, I don't know what my taxes are going to. Right. Truly, it really feels like every Supreme Court interaction is just like some sort of hearing about something that we see a five minute clip of on C-SPAN like the next day, and it's like. So you guys meet for five minutes once a month and like that's the whole job because that's what it feels like. Right. That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. I'm very with you on that one, Maggie. 100%. 
Yeah. And the fact that they're even like doing this investigation is so wild that they're just like, well, how did they find out what we're doing in our important <laughs> meetings? It's like, that's, <laughs> that's weird. The, the thing that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. The thing that you're doing that is going to affect the healthcare and ability to live of half of the population. Yeah. You're, you're going to be mad. You're, you're going to go with the who told you that response. <laughs> The how dare you, how dare you uh, walk through my privacy like that? Yeah, file that under, file that under need to know, frankly. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back. And so movies are back or they're not, depending on like which article that you're you're reading. But AMC Theaters is on on the verge of becoming a monopoly. Mm. They're, you know, they're buying, they're using their big year where like everybody else went out of business and they were the only theater that had the scale to really stay in business and do well. They're using that to possibly buy like Arclight Cinemas if they haven't done that already. I think they're planning to. And like there's just not Cineplex, I think, is the other one that is on its way out. So they they just have massive scale now. And that means <laughs> what we've learned from other things like Ticketmaster, when, when a company becomes a monopoly, they stop giving a shit about what their consumers want. And that means policies like this one we just learned about. AMC Theaters just announced that it will be charging more money for seats that don't suck. This is such bullshit. Yeah. Well, Nicole Kidman doesn't monologue for free. Okay. <laughs> She's, yeah. That's, and where else are you going to get to see a movie except for any other movie theater? There's like nothing they do that's better other than, I guess, the AMC, like, guest or the AMC monthly pass some people really ride for. The yeah. Nicole Kidman thing, we're all pretending to enjoy it, like, ironically, but it's not good. 
And no. yeah, but the, it's also this what is, three minutes at the beginning of a movie. It's not all of a sudden like, yeah. well, I go to AMC theaters to see this thing that I've watched on YouTube 10 times already. And has been parodied <laughs> on SNL. I'm not going for that. That's just like a little cherry <laughs> on top for my getting to go. Yes, Nicole. Thank you. I am okay the, if you have it. a phone, if you have a full volume phone conversation during that part <laughs> of the movie, you just want to, I, I think we can start being rude to AMC and Nicole Kidman. Like, Tracy, it's, it's the Nicole Kidman pot. It's the Nicole Kidman <laughs> pot. It's my favorite pot. Oh my God. Okay. But I'll see you after the movie, right? Okay. Okay. I got to go. Okay, <laughs> if it's bootleg movies, just of that part. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm downloading on the Pirate Bay. <laughs> They're rolling out the program they're rolling out is called Sightline. They're doing it in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City. This is fucking bullshit. It feels like the like the three cities that existed in like the eighteen hundreds. Those were like the three Americas. Hot damn, Kansas City. I'm going to Kansas Casey, City, baby. ma. But <laughs> to eat a T bone steak. Uh but it will be expanded to all domestic AMC locations by the end of the year. And it's going to have, so we're, we're talking three different seat pricing choices only after 4 p.m. and not on Tuesdays. So don't worry, all you Tuesday movie, movie goers. No, no word on how the full moon affects things. But <laughs> standard sight line, the seats that are the most common in auditorium and value sight line, basically the front row, like the ones that are like you, you can't watch it. You can't really watch the movie without no. thinking about what you're doing and be like i think his jaw just looks really big because (laughs) that part of the screen is so much closer to me than the top and but then there's preferred sight line which means seats in the middle where you can see everything almost like you're sitting at home watching it on tv (laughs) oh the thing that they're trying to compete with oh jackie said the magic word I also, in my humble opinion, like there is a price that you pay comfort wise by choosing a seat with a better sight line because movies these days, sometimes it's a packed theater and wherever you're sitting is like you're sitting next to somebody, but you are choosing to be close to another person who may or may not respect your personal space, may or may not be very noisily chewing on something or like unwrapping their bag for five minutes in the middle of us watching Avatar, the person who sat next to me during Avatar. But like you are paying a price by being in one of those better sightline seats anyway. So the fact that you have to pay more to maybe have less comfort when you're watching the movie just because supposedly your sightline is going to be better to a huge 30-foot screen is bonkers to me. That is complete ludicrous. Lunacy. It's ludicrous, anyway. Ludicrosity. Ludicrosity, thank you. Thank you. The wild part to me is that they're just openly admitting some of these seats are going to suck. Yeah, we are charging you $14 for a seat that might suck ass. That's And honestly, if it doesn't take off and if people are like, nah, we're not going to this and they can't sell out this, they're going to make those seats suck more. The, The fact that they've named the program Sightline, which is like the thing that that just means like I have a unobstructed line of sight, like the most basic thing that you can ask for in any, you know, consuming of an event or a Truly. piece of media, a sightline. And they're like, yeah, that's we're we're taking it real bare bones here. We will give you a line of sight. Maybe if you if you yeah, pay maybe. extra. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah preferred sight line wild as shit all of a sudden you're gonna be like why does every single seat in the front row now also have a pole in front of it yeah right yeah exactly (laughs) why why was this necessary why do i have to look around there's already shitty seat that y'all sold me exactly the sombrero row and then the (laughs) discounted (laughs) behind the sombrero row yeah (laughs) that's really funny maggie as always, such a pleasure having you on you. the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? I'm on all the socials under Maggie May Haha, but May is spelled M-A-Y-E. Yeah, yeah. And is there a tweet, a work of media that you've been enjoying? Um, I, I, I was reminded of this in a tweet. Jenna Friedman's show, Soft Focus. Someone posted a a tweet where she just 
And she does this to every idiot on her page. She just will barbecue them with their own words. Mm. And like, it's just a big, you know, some people out there are scared. They don't even know what they're scared of. And some people are out there are hateful and scared and they're not even using logic as their Northern star. They're just out there spreading all kind of hate. And so she just like very calmly and very logically, you know, unwraps it for them that they're kind of also the problem and their heads just explode. It's, it's the best. Right. Soft focus. Jennifer. Soft focus. There we go. Nice. Great show. DJ Daniel Goodman. Where can people find you? Is there a work of media you've been enjoying? Always, baby. Um, my name is DJ Daniel. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, regrettably, at DJ underscore Daniel, D-A-N-L. Look, we got to make this micro content somehow and put it out. So Lord knows I will be posting it on the Chinese spyware that is TikTok for everybody <laughs> to view one time and then never comment on or interact with further. And I do have a piece of content that I like from podcast legend Dana Schwartz. Yep. Chris same. Martin. It's is it the same one? The same one, yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it is a picture of Chris Martin from the Grammy Grammys, and it says Chris Martin looks like a toddler named Ryder at a preschool that costs fifty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> and it's him wearing <laughs> he's wearing a sweater with a very looks just like a very poorly yeah. it's a child's drawing of the planet Earth, a moon, and he's wearing just way too big of a beanie for his enlarged, you know, baby cranium. Yeah. That is just way too big. And um he just looks like a very small, sweet little child. Yes. Who yeah. Who has delicate sensibilities because delicate baby he skin. goes to the yeah, delicate baby skin because he goes to the <laughs> the best school. Lots a Waldorf school where mm. they the I think like Waldorf schools <laughs> the the toys like aren't allowed to have colors. Have you, what? Have you, there, there's one of the schools where the toys are wooden and not allowed to have colors. I swear no. to God, oh, I'm, I, I, boy, fifty thousand oh. dollars a year to work. Yeah, with exactly. Unpainted. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, the, that's what the I'm, real that's toys what I'm is on. the dirt in our fields. That's yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Horrible. Julia Clare at Oh Julia Tweets tweeted an image that I'm pretty sure is a real meme from Turning Point USA. And it's an angry, you know, Gen Z millennial slash, you know, young young man who's making a face like he smelled something bad or something or is mad and and not a great actor. And he's saying, my rent went up again. We need to raise taxes on those greedy capitalist landlords. And then there's a pretty uh, girl down in the second half of the meme. And she's saying, maybe if you let them keep more of their money, they could afford to let you keep more of yours. Oh, my and God. Julia Claire tweeted, folks, I am laughing. It's <laughs> just a very interesting point of view, perspective on how capitalism works that you just need to let the rich people keep more of their money. That will make them less greedy and more nice to you. Did a real person tweet that? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Turning Point USA is like a, it's a movement that's like funded by the Cokes. Like they picked this kid, Charlie Kirk, out of obscurity and were like, here is a young person who seems to actually like, believe conservative things we will fund his career to the tune of like millions of dollars a year and oh shoot do they do a work from home option (laughs) (laughs) you really might want to look at it but the turning point usa is like their his institution where it's like we memify all the sick like edgelord right-wing takes that other people aren't willing to do and Uh, yeah it's bad it's just bad bad world it's it's very bad yeah bad world i'm gonna go rage look this up (laughs) yeah turning point usa yeah all those like daily wire and like all those all those right-wing places are funded by billionaires like they're they are not in and of themselves profitable and they're not funded by people who are like one day they will be profitable they're funded by people for the same reasons that like the government and dictatorships fund propaganda because they want to get 
the content of those ideas out there and there's no other way for them to do it other than to create propaganda on their own behalf anyways you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes we link off the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as well as maggie's venmo uh as well as a song (laughs) that we think you might enjoy uh super producer daniel do you oh, have a sure. song that you would like to recommend? Uh, yeah, I could pop one off real fast. So there is an artist named John Casey, who I've been digging a whole lot. He just did an edit of a song called Yum by another artist named Hamdi. It's on Spotify, wherever you listen to music. Search Yum, Y-U-M, the John Casey edit. John Casey spelled J-O-N space C-A-S-E-Y. John Casey, absolutely incredible artist, fantastic beats. It's also one of those songs that... It, it's it like the buildup sounds heavier than it is, but then you get to the chorus, the drop, whatever you want to call it, and you are just grooving. So mm. I hope you enjoy Yum, the John Casey edit. I love their brands. Yum mm. brands. Love some Yum of brands. The, yeah. So, some of our, our greatest, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, mm-hmm. The Habit. I didn't know that they owned The, the Habit, but now what? they own Hamburger Habit. That changes everything. <laughs> We're actually going to have to re-record this episode yeah, you know, with I that mean, piece I, of information. I wasn't in ready mind. for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app at Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what is trending, and we will talk to y'all then. Bye. Bye. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.